Hello and welcome to the Chat and DMAT podcast brought to you by Christie's Direct. Thank you so much for joining me. So today we are going to be chatting to you about everything student grooming. So from what students should have in their starter kit to the differences in learning through a training school and learning at home or online. So we are joined by a very special guest today. He's the owner of the Barkham Beauty Spa and Grooming School in Derry, Long and Derry. He was also the Christie's Direct brand ambassador for 2020 and he was on BBC One's Pitch Perfect. It's Michael Sheens. So we caught up with him at his grooming school. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. So I know how you got into grooming was quite a fascinating story. So do you want to maybe just tell us a bit about that? Um, years and years ago, I got a little dog. and He's passed away there a couple of weeks ago and he was 16 and a half, just touching borderline 17. And I took him to a groomer's and got him groomed and whatever. And I thought, you know what? I would love this type of job. I would love to do this. I was working in the hospital at the time um, as an NA and I was doing a wee bit of barbering as well, you know, done a bit of barbering. And I got my dog home and I thought, you know something, I would love to do this kind of job. This job would be great. And then the, the groomer done a good job, but I decided a couple of weeks later to try and do a wee bit myself to try and tidy it up a bit because it was... Was all, we but have hair here and there that was all over the place so I decided to put them up in the kitchen table get out my barber and stuff and tidy them all up and I sent a friend of mine a photo and to say what do you think of this she says who done that and I says me she says Jesus he was only done a couple of weeks ago and I went ah well I tidied it all up and whatever and that's where it all started off I never thought in my life that I would ever be working with dogs up until that point and then I looked up for a course and I couldn't find anything and I phoned a man that I know who had just passed his course and um, that's where it went from there. He told me where he went and done it and then I contacted that person, the man's passed away now, a very famous groomer, Colin Angus, and he um, took me on as a student and away I went and learned how to become a dog groomer. And the rest is history. It just went from there to where we're at today. And that was all those years ago. I was also working full time as well. So I only done it part time. And I didn't really do much grooming for maybe seven, eight years. I didn't, I didn't done my friends, families, neighbours. Because I was working full time in the hospital. And then about, about seven years ago, I started to go part-time eight years ago maybe in the hospital and then I just kept going from there and then about six years ago took the plunge just to give up the hospital and go with this full-time now I did a wee bit of teaching and things with friends and people that I know you know showing them how the ropes how to groom dogs and whatever about eight years ago and then it just escalated from there then and then here we are Michael Shields Academy and I don't know I sometimes have to pinch myself and go, how did this happen? <laughs> how did this become of what it is? It was just madness where it just came from. And then I think it was about seven years ago, I went and done my City and Gills exams and the examiner, very famous woman, um, said to me, do you teach? And I said, no, I do a wee bit there here and there with my friends and that I've taught a few people but I've, I don't have a qualification that I can actually give out to people yeah. and she said well 
I've given you the highest marks in your three exams that I've ever given anybody. And she says, contact me and we'll get you sorted of what avenues you have to go down to become a city and guild centre. Yeah. And it just escalated from there. From there. Just went from there. So obviously you just described your journey there and what an amazing one it's been. But you were actually our brand ambassador last year and you were also on Pitch Perfect. Is there anything about those experiences that you think have really helped your career? What you enjoyed most about them? I loved um, both of them, to be honest with you. And Chrissy's Direct was a massive opportunity for me. The last um, events manager asked me to come for a meeting with Colin Christie. I thought, God, what am I going there for? (laughs) And he asked me to be the brand ambassador for that year, which I was delighted. I was delighted, to be honest with you. Now, it was a bad year, as you know yourselves, with COVID and everything else. But we did get a lot in. And we did do a lot of videos and things and it was really, really good. Massive platform for anybody out there that gets that chance to be the brand ambassador. It was a massive platform and it was really good. And it got me a lot of recognition all over the country. I had my own followers and my own recognition through Facebook and competitions and things. But then Christie's like, I was doing a webinar and there was people from Texas and there's people from all over the world at this <laughs> webinar and some of them were saying, I don't understand him. <laughs> and we had a laugh, you know, about it. And we had his slower speech down and talk really slow. Brilliant platform. Brilliant platform for both Christie's and me. And I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. The Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect was amazing. Amazing. I know there was a bit of controversy about dying dogs and all this kind of thing after it. And there was a lot of people going, oh, this, that and the other. But I can assure you that the dying of the dogs was 100% natural. It was wash in, wash out, dye. You put it in and two seconds later, if you want to wash it out, you just wash it out. It doesn't stay in the coat. And the dogs loved it. Some people say it's not fair in the dogs, but the dogs loved it. Pitch Perfect platform was unbelievable. Yeah. It got me on the BBC, which I never thought I was going to be on the BBC. <laughs> I never thought I was going to be in TV ever in my life until then. And, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. And it was a good experience. Another massive platform for you as well to get you recognised and get you out there. For me, I'm a bit of an exhibitionist. I like to be in the, the limelight and the yeah. public eye. And that's just me. Not everybody's the same. But I like that. And them two platforms, Christie's. Brand Ambassador 2020 and Pitch Perfect was amazing experience and I would do it all over again if I got the opportunity. <laughs> I suppose it does put you front and centre and it kind of just shows off your skill and I think the great thing is about Pitch Perfect and things like that was it shows how much work goes into being a dog groomer and how much you have to know because I think a lot of people just like just cutting a dog exactly there's a lot of health and safety issues with dogs and things you know they're standing on the table they're three times the height that they should be off that ground they have to trust you it takes time to build up that trust and rapport with dogs people don't understand you know the amount of work goes on it like from the dog comes in the door to you get it on that table to prep that dog you get it to the bathroom you have to bath and blow dry that dog some dogs are very nervous it's not like going to hairdressers where somebody sits there and gets their hair washed and it's really easy like a dog could be running around that table yeah. like non-stop you know it's constant it's, it's a physical job and to be honest you know it's one of the most rewarding jobs that i've ever done in my life very therapeutic very therapeutic and you learn different things every day, even the, now that I'm t- 
teaching it and I'm here all these years grooming and I'm doing whatever I'm doing I'm still learning every day because not every day you get the same kind of dog and you get yeah. a new challenge there's a lot of cockapoos coming through a lot of mixed breeds now where everybody's all under these new designer dogs apparently <laughs> but you know grooming grooming's very very therapeutic and I love it mm. I love it and I love teaching it yes. I love teaching it I love bringing people on getting their skills out of them making them happy they're going out that door and they're opening their own businesses they're they're happy I don't know if they're all happy <laughs> don't get me wrong but nine times out of ten I do feel that they're all yeah. happy and they come back with great reports so well that was going to be the next thing that I was going to ask you about is what made you initially move from doing you know just grooming into the teaching role the, the initial thing was for me I taught my friend a friend called Sharon she doesn't groom anymore due to health issues and she came and worked for me and then I started teaching just the odd student here and there maybe one or two a year and just playing about with it you know to I see if I lot. liked it and I loved it and then I, as I say I've done these exams of one of the, the big examiners yeah. for City and Gills and she said oh my god you you know you should be teaching this that and the other you should be doing this and doing that and I said but I am but I don't have a qualification to yeah. hand out because at that time we didn't need qualifications. Mm-hmm. I wasn't qualified. I only got qualified eight years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and then I started moving on to doing different things, different qualifications, bettering myself and making myself that much more experienced in the teaching role of things. But getting under it, you know, it was sort of flicky that I got under <laughs> it because somebody said it to me and I was doing it anyway, but I hadn't got the qualification to hand out. And then... I contacted them and they set me all up and done everything with me and supported me and took me through all the steps and voila, we're here here. (laughs) and now it's massive with a big school, probably one of the biggest schools in Ireland. Yeah. It is huge and we're very busy and we've got the three tutors, that's including myself and we're, we're just loving it. So I'd like to welcome you to quick fire questions. We ask our guests a range of quickfire questions and they have to answer on the spot. So we asked Michael, what does he prefer? This round of quickfire questions was brought to you by Chris Christensen, the perfect choice for show groomers and in your salons as well. So welcome to quickfire questions. I'm going to be asking Michael here, what is his favourite? So designer dog or Chris Christensen? Chris Christensen at the minute. Straight or curved scissors? Both. Tea or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> Baby Fresh or Original Cologne? Original Cologne. Cockapoo or Labradoodle? Not much of a difference. <laughs> Small dog or big dog? Any. Movies or box sets? Movies. Uh, creative grooming or breed standard grooming? More breed standard, but I love creative as well. And then grooming or teaching? Both. What would you say for somebody who's maybe starting out in grooming or looking to go to a grooming school? What are the things that they should maybe look out for in that school? Look out for recognition. Look out for a reputable school. Look out for well, all schools are reputable if they've got a qualification yeah. because they have been they have been assessed through the the governing body. We also do um, satellite centres. Yeah. We've one in Belfast and we will be branching out into more. But this is our first year doing the satellite centre, so it's an umbrella under my name mm-hmm. so it'll be Michael Shields Academy and then your own school under that yeah. so what we do is we would be I would be the IQA for that and I would assess the tutor's work not okay. the student's work for other centres and 
we've been starting branched out that this year so we'll see how that goes and we'll, we're going to take a one on for the first year and then we'll see how it goes in the future and we'll maybe branch out more and more and my plans are to probably have a chain of groom schools around ireland in the future huh. But we're not talking about that one we'll yet. Talk about that. <laughs> That's the exclusive, everybody. Exclusive. <laughs> and with the satellite schools, how do those people want to set up under that get involved? Well, they have to be fully qualified. Then they, they have to work towards their teacher's qualification. They have to have an experience at least five years, I would say, of teaching or not teaching, grooming, and have a wee bit of a recognition for themselves. And then they have to go through a teacher's qualification, which is a level three. Um, teachers award they have to then um, they have to have their full diploma qualification and if they want to work on and get maybe um, their level four uh, dog grooming qualification or their ICMG or their master craftsman or whatever it is they want to do to make themselves that wee bit better in what they're teaching then we can support them in all that as well and then um, the satellite center itself it means that say Say you were a dog groomer and you were grooming for years and years and years, then you wanted to open up a school. Then you can come to Lex and me, you can go to ICMG, you could go to City and Gills, you could go to OCN, any of those governing uh, qualifications you can go and you can approach them and say, look, I would like to become a satellite centre or a branch, a satellite branch off your centre and teach this qualification and then they would assess you to see how far on you are with your career and put you through the, the, the relevant qualifications for you to be actually open up a centre and then that centre is you're an umbrella off say Michael Sheen's Academy or City and Gills or whatever, whatever, iPad Network or whatever. So that's how it works. And then we support them through their teaching career and make sure that they're doing everything right. So whenever you are teaching your students now this is probably a very difficult question to answer but what is the most important lesson that you teach them? The most important lesson yeah. that I teach my students is to be calm. And always, always, always the dog's best interest is to keep them safe and secure within your company. You're not allowed to leave them dogs unattended. And there is um, certain things we use like restraints and neck nooses and things like that. You're not allowed to walk away from dogs. All uh, workstations that we have out there as you've seen yourselves when you're walking yeah. through have their own workstation with every tool that they need so that they don't need to leave them dogs unaccompanied and walk around the salon it's all about the health and safety of the yeah. dog and the health and safety of others around you so if you spill something or something's on the floor pick it up clean 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 and health and safety of the dog and, the, and your care that's all they expect and then everything else we will coach you through it step yeah. by step by step by step and what would you say to people who maybe don't pass through the course the first time or they're struggling with it? How do you support them? Well, our courses run for 30 days. It's 29 days in-house practical and then one day first aid. With the canine first aid, we run a class for that. What we do is we train you up as best as we can. We can only get out of you what you put into it. All right, so we train you up. We work with you the whole way through. We give you 15 days of intense one-to-one or two-to-one or whatever it is and we give you 15 days of that we do one leg you do another leg we do one paw pad you do another paw pad we cut one nail you cut the other foot nail the whole way through for 15 days until we're satisfied that you're actually competent to do it yourself 
and then we watch you and assist you from from behind and we move on to the next student so we only take four and we do that and then we take another four at uh, 15 days later and then we, so it works on for that you know 30 days as it runs we have a tutor we have three tutors on that floor at all times and we have eight students sometimes six sometimes five it just depends on the time of year it depends what we get on as students wanting to sign up for the course and whatever we're very thorough at what we do and we check everything going forward all dogs are checked going out the door they're all checked as they come in there's a health check done on every dog before they actually touch the dog looking over the dog checking the dog before they put any tools on the dog so it's it's very intense so the first 15 days we're constantly on you making sure you're doing everything right and then we give you a free reigning you might be able to groom a full dog then and from then on then we start planning your assessments to the end some people get through it in the 30 days nine out of ten there is the odd one that we do and we do this there's another school in Ireland that does this as well, a friend of mine. We make sure that we keep a day for them. So my day for the students that are just can't get the assessments completed within the time frame and the assessments is all has to be done in time frame and it's, it's, it's very strict. We keep a Friday for them and we give them free tuition until we're, few, we're, we're ready for them to pass them. So it's all about down to, it works on the students. Like not everybody gets it straight away yeah well there's nine out of ten just fly they get it they know what they want to do they've come from a, a they're, they're like maybe elderly or not elderly but older students mature students and this is what they want they're working as nurses doctors whatever it is or whatever they're doing and they're just trying to change their career or something yeah. to do when they retire do you know kind of things like that we had a woman here last year she was 62 she's brilliant yeah but they know what they want and they go for it and then there's other students come through you know that are that just don't have that skill or confidence yeah. you know it's all about building confidence and some people are not very confident so we keep that friday for them and then they come out one day a week until we're satisfied to let them yeah. go so we do that free we don't charge for that I suppose even the dogs can sense your confidence around them and your calmness around them so it's a really big thing to be confident in what you're doing and confident that you know you can do it exactly um when you're working with animals, you know, animals sense everything. And if you're a highly strong person or you're very nervous or your anxiety, they sense that. So they, they get anxious yeah. on the table. They're like, oh my God, you know, they, they, they do sense it. I always say to people, come on, keep yourself calm, relax. Yes, the dogs, not all dogs cooperate and want to stand on the table for two hours and get groomed and all this. You know, we try and keep it a minimum of two hours per dog yeah. and then in and out, in and out because we don't want dogs stressed out. If a student's stressed with a dog or the, 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 the student's stressed with themselves or they're just not getting it or whatever, then the dog feels it. So the dog's going to be stressed as well. So we're trying to tell people, come on, calm down, chill out. And then once you chill and you get under it and you get that wee bit of confidence, that's what we're here to do as tutors. We're boosting your confidence and say, come on, you can do this. It's not that hard. Years ago, it was really difficult to become a dog groomer because we hadn't got the tools that we have yeah. now. Like the tools have come on from a hand dryer, a blaster, a table that never went up and down, a pair of scissors, a pair of thinners, and a clipper and a couple of blades up until nine years ago I didn't even know what a comb attachment was yeah so like all these things have evolved and it makes it a lot easier for students to actually achieve the desired grooms because you're not having to stand and scissor dogs no 
that years ago would have taken years and years of practice. Yeah. Where now you could actually wander down within the 30 days and try and get them through, you know, doing basic salon trims. And that's all we're here to teach you is to start how to get you into your career and get you on out and run a business. So speaking of equipment, say I was a student and I wanted to start grooming, what would you recommend I have in my kit? In your kit, you would need a clipper, a decent table, a hydraulic table or electric table because your back is the most important part. You're standing on your feet all day long. And if you haven't got the right equipment, if you're working with a small dog and you're down here trying to groom it, your back, well, you'll, you'll be done in, in a couple of years. So you need to get the right equipment. A decent table, a bath that can raise up or a bath built up so that you're not bending down. And then, your, of course, your comb, your brush, in your student pack, you should have your comb, your brush, a decent set of scissors, and comb attachments, blades, clippers, and a trimmer, and then your blaster and your dryer. That's all you really need for that. And, you know, some people go out there and buy everything and everything, and they're like, go on, you don't really need all that. All yeah. you need is a decent set of things, and that's all you need. Making sure you've got the right equipment is the most important thing. Like, leaning over a bath. God, I couldn't do that now. My back would snap in half. So I have to have a hydraulic bath that comes yeah. up to meet my height. Years ago, we didn't have that. We were washing them on the in the shower tray <laughs> <laughs> up the stairs in the bedroom or in the, in the bathroom, washing them in the shower tray because we hadn't got nothing then. But now everything's there at hand and the equipment has evolved massively. There's loads and loads out there that you can source. Make sure you've got the right stuff. That's all I can say. And going to groom school is the best thing because we advise you exactly what you need. There's some people out there, there's some things out there that you will never use. You might buy them, but you never use them. So we advise you what you need to get set up. Yeah. And then you can always branch out and the dearer sets of scissors or if you want to compete and you're going to want to go down the show line or whatever it is you're doing, then you're going to have to invest a wee bit more. But yeah. the basic stuff, no problem. I suppose that's maybe the difference from learning at home and going to school is even though at school you just do your technique and things like that, it's those little nuggets of information that they wouldn't get. They wouldn't get that off online. Yes, there is courses out there online and I don't really agree with them courses, to be honest with you. Yes, for experienced groomers, yes. Yes, you can do an online course, somebody that knows what they're doing. But the basics in grooming needs to be hands-on. Yeah. And you need to know exactly what you're doing. Like, not all dogs are going to stand there and let you do their paw. Not all dogs are going to stand there and let you scissor around their eyes. Some yeah. dogs stand and go like this. <laughs> Shih Tzus especially. And they have wee brachycephalic faces. And, yeah. you know, you're using scissors around them areas and their eyes are bulging out of their heads. You know, it's very dangerous. So for these online courses for new uh, groomers, no. They should be scrapped. They're dangerous. They should be in a school, being looked after by tutors that know exactly what they're doing and well-experienced people. That's my opinion on it. And then they, whenever they go out into that big bad world, we source all their equipment for them. We source the best that we can and we try and keep the cost down. We don't want them going out and spending a fortune just in case two years down the line they decide, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So we source everything that we can from Christie's, obviously, because yeah. they're right on our doorstep. And they have a massive array of stuff. The green professional brand alone, like their brushes, their combs, their scissors, their tables, their dryers, everything. Compared to like if you go and shop around, you're not going to get much better of a deal. And setting up, you want to keep that minimal just in case you decide you don't like it in the future and you don't enough for you or you decide, you know what, 
I could sell all this, all this stuff now, near, near enough to make the money back that I've spent on it. Do you know that kind of way? So we source everything for our students and we have a Christie's catalogue. Everything's bought in Christie's because it's right, as you know, we're in Northern Ireland. There's yeah. hardly any more suppliers around here. And just go through it. Take a wee at the side of each product that they need and then they go away and they source it themselves or else source it through me and I go obviously Christie's to get it. Finally, the last question I'm going to ask you and it's by far the most important question. What are your favourite products right now? Chris Christensen's shampoo. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, their shampoo, their conditioner, their everything about them. Amazing. And the reason why we, we do go for it now, I, don't get me wrong, I've used Groom Professional for years and I still like that shampoo, but it's the dilution rate that I go for for now because working in a school, running a school, it's very expensive. Yeah. All right. And for students that are mixing up shampoos and all, 50 to 1 is very easy with those mixing bottles. So they just put in 50 parts water, one part shampoo that can wash two to three dogs yeah. and those mixing bottles, right? And that's the reason why I go for it because the dilution rates and also it's a really, really good lather and shampoo and it cleans the dogs really, really well. Now, the, the biggest buyer that I buy off them is their um, hypoallergenic yeah. smart wash. Unbelievable. And I love it. I, I also love the hydrating blend. It's a brilliant shampoo as well, and it's fifty to one. And there's not there's a lot of shampoos out there, and they say it's fifty to one. Yes, maybe eight out of ten of them are fifty to one, but they just don't have that cleaning power. Yeah. This stuff is unbelievable. I've used a lot of shampoos in the, over the years. I lo also loved Double K shampoo that that Christie's done for years and years and years. But I I do find this one a lot better for me and for running a school and we don't use anything only hypoallergenic on all dogs it's because we're working with students and we don't want any skin conditions or anything we get so hypoallergenic it is 50 to 1 the cleaning power in that stuff is unbelievable and it is christie's or not christie's chris christensen's and it's brilliant shampoo that's why we use it what other products do you like um oh my god amazing tricks there's bottles and bottles of it out there. You just can go out there and have a wee look around. There's bottles of it everywhere. Amazing tricks. I use it every day. It's great as well um, as an as an odor for after grooming. So whenever we whenever we're finished the bathing process and we're going down the drying process or whatever, whenever we're going to be doing out legs and things, we spray it in every dog's legs and we fluff up those legs and spray it all over the dog's coat and fluff it up and it leaves a lovely, lovely smell that lingers for days and days. And my customers love it love it amazing tricks can't be about it right well thank you so much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure to have you um we got so much information out of that so thank you again and thank you very much for having me